Welcome to Zach on Film's Summer Movie Special. I'm Steven Schleicher. No Zach this time. Uh, he's busy, unfortunately. Just didn't, couldn't get a schedule lined up and all that stuff. So uh, this week it is me. It is Rob. Hello. It is Rodrigo. Hello. And Mason is here again. Hi. And this week we are talking... About Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Marvel's Ant-Man, the latest from Marvel and Disney. Uh, this is totally spoiler-filled, so if you haven't seen the movie and don't want to be spoiled, uh, come back later. Okay? Just letting you know about that uh, just now. So we just got back from the movie, uh, and I want to know what your initial reaction is, Rob. I enjoyed it. Okay. Rodrigo? That was fun. Mason? I liked it. I you, enjoyed it. You enjoyed it. Okay. Let me ask you this, because it's a question I'm sure everybody's going to ask. Which did you like better? Did you like Jurassic World better, or did you like Ant-Man better? It's kind of like choosing between your two favorite t- children, right? I can't. You can't do it? No. You, you know what Sophie's choice is? No, he doesn't know what <laughs> Sophie's choice is. <laughs> now you do. I don't know which one to choose. They're both really good. Yeah? What did you like about Ant-Man? How there was a big Thomas the Tank and... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And, um... How, like, it's surprising how a crook began to be, like, a superhero... Anything else? You like that story of redemption? Yeah. Of, of bad guys can be good? Mm-hmm. And why he had to do good? Or why they all had to do good? Because his friends were also criminals too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Rob, what did, what are some things that you liked? Uh, what worked for you in this movie? Uh, like Mason said, the redemption arc. I, I am a sucker for the redemption arc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... Reformed villains are my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I thought I liked Paul Rudd as Scott Lang. Yeah. I'm really glad that they chose to do Scott Lang instead of Hank Pym. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they ignored some of the baggage that comes with Hank Pym. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it, I think, I don't know. I, I kind of like the fact that it's like when the Avengers movie was coming out or when, you know, they were putting together the Avengers movie, people were like, what about Ant-Man? Ant-Man was an original Avenger. Well, as we learn in this movie, Ant-Man was around at least 20 years yeah. before Ant-Man predates the, the Avengers, Avengers. Uh, even started. So I thought that that was uh, kind of neat. Um, so, yeah, I kind of like that they included both in there. Also, I thought, like, if you saw my Lego set video, yes. uh-huh. how Hank Pym was in the black, suit and it didn't show in any part of that movie yeah interesting huh that black suit and i thought like in one point that guy was um hank pym was going to get into that suit like Mm -hmm. in one bad part in the movie yeah and then yeah no it was it threw you off didn't it rodrigo what about you what what worked for you what did you like um i think this is a This movie works because it followed the formula that has worked for Marvel so far, which is that it's actually not a superhero movie. Right. You know, Thor is Shakespeare, um, 
Captain America is a period piece and this movie's a heist movie. Right. And I love me some heist movies. And uh, I didn't realize it was, you know, I knew it was a, I need you to go and steal something for me because that's what it was revealed in one of the very first trailers. Mm. But it didn't come out to be, to me, a heist movie until about three or four weeks ago when uh, Marvel released a little trailer saying, oh, we're going to need some other people. And then they were like, the driver, the computer genius, the security guard. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a heist movie. <laughs> yep. Oh, I'm so in on this now. Is this when the hype train f- got going uh, for you? Actually, that's where I turned off the hype train because oh. I was like, I've seen you know 30 different trailers at this point, but this is the one that finally clicked it for me and, and made it work. And I was like, yeah, okay, now this is going to be very interesting as opposed to just one man and a bunch of ants doing it. I, I like, I like team. I like teamwork. And that's what a heist movie really follows along is, is follows teamwork, uh, really perfectly. I think. Um, so we, there's a lot of tie-ins of course, to the rest of the Marvel cinematic universe, right? Mm-hmm. We know Hydra is mm-hmm. behind a lot of this. We know obviously what happened with, um, uh, Hank Pym and Shield when it was Shield, as well as uh, Peggy Carter makes an appearance in there. So that was kind of nice. Thought that was I, thought, awesome. I thought that was really neat. Um, I oh, like okay. seeing the original Wasp, you know, in there, and I like how every time they would cut to a family shot, Janet's face is yeah, is covered throughout the entire piece, and that we never even saw her in. I don't even think in that sequence where they're on the bomb, did she even talk, or was that no, all Hank Pym narration? So that was kind of cool. Originally, a long, long time ago, uh, they were talking about Eva Longoria as playing the Wasp. Right. But kind of glad that that didn't play out. I like how, like, in every Marvel movie, Mm -hmm. or in almost every Marvel movie that they helped with, that there's always one scene where Stan Lee is in it. Yeah, and so where was Stan Lee this time? Um, In one of the very... Um, right at the end of the in, movie. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about it too. I was like, "Man, this movie's almost over. We haven't seen Stan Lee yet." And then he pops in as a bartender, so be on the lookout for that. I don't think you're going to be able to miss it, right? Yeah, that was a pretty blatant one. <laughs> there was a, there, uh, I guess uh, for me, there was a, there was a lot of telegraphing in this movie, um, because it's like. First time we see the tank as a keychain. Second time we see the tank as a keychain, sure. and I'm think, like, oh, you know. That's... I think that's. I think that was well played. I mean, yeah. it's it's Chekhov's gun, right? Yeah, yeah. But there was another thing, Mason. You were you brought that up too. You were like, oh, I couldn't believe that the tank. I think you got a big kick. And sitting next to Mason in a movie like this is kind of fun because suddenly he gets a reaction, and he's like, oh, you know, he was just. You were kind of laughing like some of the guys behind us when suddenly. You realize that this little, what you thought was just a keychain, turns into a full-size working tank, and he bursts out of there. But there was one thing that's kind of kind of neat is you never see that really fancy p- car parked on the streets of San Francisco. And I say San Francisco in air quotes because this is all shot in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. There's a scene in the house, and it's the scene between um, Michael Douglas, uh, Hank Pym's character, and um, Darren Cross, Corey Stahl's character. As they're panning around the room, you see that car in miniature on like a footstool or on a table. Mm-hmm. And so when I saw that, I was like, huh. And I saw it the first time, a miniaturized. I was like, huh, I wonder if he shrinks things down and you think that they're toys, but sure. they're really, sure. you know, this full size car that he's driving around town with or that he's driving around a expanded sized toy. Um, I liked how when he 
um, made it the actual big tank. Mm-hmm. How there's like an actual big like weapon um, keychain in yeah, the, the back of the tank. Was that was my favorite like part of the drooping. tank. Like, the tank was this. <laughs> <laughs> the keyring was just great. There, so was there a lot of humor in this movie, Rodrigo? Yeah, there was. Did there it was. work? I thought so. I think, you know, uh, this is really what, what shines about having Paul Rudd is that he has a very specific delivery mm-hmm. that's just kind of like he's clever, but also kind of at, at all times uh, an underdog, right? Mm-hmm. He never boasts. It's not like Spider-Man where he's directly making right, fun right. of the bad guys. Right. Uh, most of the time, it, he's the butt of his own jokes. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. I guess there there were some parts of the humor that I just some of it I didn't find funny, but I'm wondering if that has to do with some of the the script writing because we know that this movie was plagued with problems, especially with the mm-hmm. exit of Edgar Wright as the uh, writer and, and uh, director of the movie. He did get an executive producer uh, credit, uh, as Rodrigo noted as we were watching the credits. There were times when I was watching this movie and I was like, "Oh, this is an Edgar Wright moment." Like sure. when they're in the suitcase fighting and Siri pops on and starts saying, oh, yes, I'll play this Cure song. That right. feels like a very Edgar Wright sure. moment written in the piece. Sure. And we all know about the fight scene where Hank is running along the top of the gun mm-hmm. um, because that was in sizzle reels that Wright had shown and what had leaked out before. But some there was a lot of weirdness in the way that the story was presented where it feels like some parts felt like they really belonged together. It's almost like you were watching an A and B story going on without A and B stories, but part of it really felt like this was Edgar Wright material, and this part is written by somebody else. Now, you know, I don't know which parts who worked on, sure. but there were just those moments. Did you guys get those moments? I can I, I guess. see that. Uh, I didn't get the disconnect as much, but mm. I was maybe not looking for it as much. Oh. Okay. Did you guys get any kind of weird disconnects? Because there was another moment, too, where it was like, Oh, they fi- they uh, filmed all of um, Hope's scenes a week before they shot uh, Corey Stahl's scene when they're in the um, restaurant together, and he's talking to her, and they just keep cutting back to her, and it's like it's like those interviews where it's like the comedian is asking oh. someone, and you know they cut into a different interview. It just felt like that because all of her cutaways felt very disjointed and like she wasn't in the conversation. I, I guess here's the thing: is like Evangeline Lilly kind of makes weird faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, her reactions are a little strange. I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with it. No, no, no. Um, but I think... I mean, I don't know. I couldn't I, I couldn't tell you if they were shot separately because simultaneously, sometimes two actors yeah, are in yeah. the same room right. and it feels like that. Right. And I've seen stuff where, you know, they shot one person's entire character before anybody mm-hmm. else showed up, right? Mm-hmm. And it still feels like they're in the same room. And that's mm-hmm. but, why, like, during the movie, I thought there was going to be, like, behind the scenes and the credits of, like, how they acted and stuff. Oh, yeah, they because, don't do I that mean, in these like, movies. They do yeah, they those in do, Jackie Chan like, movies. Yeah. And stuff. yeah, they do that in uh, Cannonball Run, but they don't do that in this kind of movie. But, I mean, like... Wouldn't that be kind of funny? Because they'd be doing, like, some funny stuff. Yeah. You yeah, probably have it, to get the, the DVD for that. Or yeah, the I'm sure there will be yeah. bloopers in the in the digital release when it comes out. So, what didn't work for you, Rob? Um. There was a few jokes that were just... 
some of the jokes were too obvious mm-hmm. a few times. I can't think of what they were off the top of my head, but it's like, it's like, oh, they're going to make this joke, this joke. Audience laughs. I'm like, all right. Uh, so, okay. And uh, I guess that was part of my stuff too, is a lot of the jokes were also telegraphed a lot too. And you kind of saw some of the stuff coming. We've talked before about humor being an important part of the Marvel movies without turning them into comedies. Uh, probably, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy went to the greatest extreme, but even right. in the first Iron Man movie, there was a lot of these humorous moments that give you a pause and go, oh, yes, you know, this is supposed to be lighthearted. And I'm thinking, especially with a lot of the movies that we watched this summer, especially uh, on Zack on film, a lot of these movies aren't supposed to be big, heady thought pieces and, you know, make you sit back and contemplate. They're supposed to be movies that are, let's tell you the story, let's get in, let's get out, mm-hmm. and um, a- and go from there. Uh, do we try to read too much into something like Ant-Man? You can always read into things. Just because something's funny or light doesn't mean it's not right, worth right, analyzing. Right, right. So. no, but I mean, um, this isn't Shakespeare. Sure. Yeah. yeah. What, what but, did, go but ahead. There's some terrible stuff that is Shakespeare. Yes, that's true too. What didn't work for you in this movie? Um, well, for one, I would have liked that uh, for um, a larger percentage of the already small percentage of minorities with speaking parts to not, to be, not be hilarious be... criminals. That, you know, the minute that I saw, and that was the one thing when I found out that this was a heist movie and then I saw the Luis character in there, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, really? Because that really kind of disappointed me a lot. Yeah, Michael Pena. And Michael Pena is a great actor. Yeah, yeah, um, I don't know if you ever saw, I forget what it's called, that thing that has uh, the lady from... Well, if you haven't... It has like, um, God, what is it called? Grace Point. Oh, okay. Which has I've seen that. Starring David Tennant and David Tennant's American accent. Mm-hmm. Um, he plays this guy who lost his child, and mm-hmm. throughout the whole movie, you just see him basically just smashing himself against everything. Uh, very serious, very well done. Like they've they got some good actors. I th- I oh, like no, Ti I mean, too. Um, if you haven't seen End of Watch or American Hustle, mm-hmm. if you haven't seen End of Watch, you should really watch it because he is really really good sure, in sure. that movie. Um, but yeah, I kind of felt like it's just like, why are you going to dumb these guys down? Yeah, and it's it's really unfortunate because y- they could have even been there and not pulled too hard in that direction. But mm-hmm. it it's it's amazing to see the flanderization of the Louise character right. from the beginning of the movie to, to the, the end. end of the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like at the beginning, he's just kind of a Joker. lighthearted, funny guy. Right, right. And by the end of the movie, he's a clown. Right. And it's funny, but I mean, that could very well be one of those disconnects, right? It's like whoever was writing the mm-hmm. initial parts or the setup, if they change mm-hmm. that or anything wrote this character who was just, you know, a funny guy, right? you know, ex-con. But by the end of the movie, they are just throwing it all in the blender. And that scene was funny, but yeah. by that point, I was getting kind of tired of things. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and that could be, and again, we don't know who wrote what or what was the involvement. I, we know that there was creative differences between Edgar Wright and Marvel uh, leaving the movie, but we don't know what those were and, and how that affected. Certainly, the inclusion of 
a lot of the other MCU content probably could have been a um, point of contention. Sure. Because what's interesting about this is this movie doesn't even take place in New York, right. which is where you see most of the Marvel movies taking place. Mm-hmm. This is taking place in San Francisco, which, again, um, you know, really different. And if you look at, like, um, Runaways, which takes place on the West Coast, sure. and if you look at... Um, some other stories that take place outside of New York City, those movies don't feel like, uh, not movies, uh, comic books, those comic books don't feel like Marvel comics because here are the Runaways and where are the Avengers? Where are all these other people? In fact, I think in the Runaways, at one point, in, don't they talk about the calling runaways, in the, the Avengers? And they're like, no, 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 we can't do that because our parents are evil. Well, it, it depends where on, on the run. But yeah, yeah. in the Runaways, there is a reason why you rarely hear about any super crime in the west coast Mm -hmm. and thus why the avengers never get involved yeah yeah so i thought that was i thought that was interesting did that location i mean granted we just saw age voltron which took place all over the place right but Mm -hmm. did did that kind of shock you that we weren't seeing a new york city um i was surprised like I didn't realize it wasn't going to be New York City, mm-hmm. and I was kind of surprised when, like, what's like three fourths of the way through the movie, they is when they first dropped the fact that it's in San Francisco. I like, mean, they don't... you see like aerial shots, right, and right, stuff, right, right. and but like they, neighborhood they... shots. But if you don't know San Francisco, yeah, yeah, uh, and so when they finally said it, it was like, oh, okay, and I think that goes to, I mean, great credit goes to. Um, you know, you, the use of B-roll and aerial shots where sure. you can like, here's an establishing shot of San Francisco, cut to street. And again, this movie was filmed in Georgia, cut to a street in Atlanta or wherever. And this is, or actually it's probably north of, of Atlanta. Um, and in the audience's mind, you just, oh, this is San Francisco. This sure. is what San Francisco must be like. And I was listening to an interview. I think it was on um, 99%, which is a podcast uh, where they really kind of examine some things. And they were talking to somebody who does location scouting and how she's talking about how it's really, really hard when you're doing location scouting to hide the palm tree. If you're shooting in Los Angeles sure. or the, like when we watched a high noon, the hide, the, the but telephone poles the telephone and electric poles. poles. Sure. Um, but you know, then she started talking about how Atlanta is really the big major hub right now. Uh, for production in the South, and sure. it has been really since even when I lived there. You see that big peach at the end of all the yeah, you do all the movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. you do. Um, what'd you think of Scott Lang? Did I you like Scott it. Scott Lang? Yeah, you liked him because he's the reform villain and he's trying to do good. Yeah, it's just like you wouldn't expect a re- like one of the worst crooks to become one of yeah. the well, best heroes. I don't think he's heroes. I don't think he's one of the worst crooks, yeah. but he's certainly a criminal and he's a good hero, huh? Yeah, I like I like the using Scott Lang going back to what Rob said earlier, because um, and I don't know and I haven't read a lot of the Scott Lang before the current run of Mm -hmm. Ant-Man or the most recent run of Ant-Man. But in the most recent run of Ant-Man, he is still trying to reform. He is trying to do everything just for his daughter. And I don't know if previous incarnations of Scott Lang were were that way or not. Uh, I didn't actually start getting into Ant-Man or into Scott Lang until... Uh, Avengers disassembled. Oh, okay. Okay. When he died. <laughs> the other thing that was interesting about that run of Ant-Man, especially in the first issue, is I think it was an oversized issue. Um, but Ant-Man story starts in New York, but by the time it ends, he's in, or midway through the story, he's in Miami. So again, mm-hmm. moving it out of New York City. 
and telling stories in different places, I think, is, is really kind of cool. What else didn't work for anybody? What didn't you like, Mason? Mm. We know you like the giant ant because you thought that was crazy. You were laughing on that. Yeah. You thought the giant Thomas the Tank Engine was funny. Mm-hmm. Did the trailers ruin a lot, Rodrigo, do you think? Uh, I think I was surprised at how much the trailers didn't. That's like, true. For example, again, you've given a spoiler alert, but mm-hmm. super spoiler alert, the Falcon's in this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I never saw that in any of the trailers. Mm-hmm. But then again, about 50 trailers came out, so yeah, I could they, have missed yeah, it. Yeah, no, really. And, and again, I think the Falcon stuff, there were rumors that there were going to be Avengers in this movie. Mm-hmm. And then um, they came out with a trailer, I think just before Comic-Con, and it was like in like five frames or something. And people had stopped and said, oh, Falcon's in this. But, you know, it really expands beyond just the Falcon in this. Sure. I mean, by the end of the movie, and you do want to stick around to the end of the credits, uh, you've got Captain like the America. Very end of the credits. Yeah, you've got Captain America and Winter Soldier in there uh, mm-hmm. popping up, and it really sets up Civil War with. I, I read it as they're going to recruit Ant Man to the side of, sure. of uh, unveiling who you are and, and uh, be on the side of registration. Um, what? No, the other no, side. Yeah, the other side. Because that's. That's Stark's oh, that's was side. T- that was Tony Stark's side. Yeah, right, right, right. I mean, unless they're flipping it, no, no, but no, I no, doubt no, no, it. No, 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 you're right. You're absolutely right. What were you going to say, Mason? Um, What I didn't like was how, like, like in part of the movie, um, like in the credits, how in the end it would show, like, him going to the, Scotland going to the um, Avengers place and then, like, they let him be an Avenger. Yeah. Like, instead of just having to wait in the next movie to find out that they he didn't even, like... Well, there... Yeah, he is, but... Well, yeah, we'll find out how that plays out, but there were a lot of people in the audience. I mean, most of the audience had left by the mid credit sequence, but by the end of that end sequence, there were people around us going, what, what does that mean? I don't get it. Is that the sense? Is that the read that you got? No, no, I got, oh, okay. I got that it was very much like no, but I mean the audience's reaction. Oh, I don't know, I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it I mean it. It wasn't. Either. I I get it. It wasn't super clear. Right, right, right. But well, Mason knew right away that it was the Winter Soldier and everything. So. Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah. 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 I thought that, I thought people noticed that. It mm-hmm. is weird though to resolve this plot line that has spanned two entire movies. Mm-hmm. At the back of the credits of an unrelated movie. Right. But I guess that's the Marvel, Marvel universe way. for you. Yep. Does this feel like a Marvel Universe movie? Sure. Yeah. What about all the uh, special effects? We talked um, in the other Zach on film this week about practical effects and Star Wars really moving back to practical effects. How What would you guys think of the effects in this one? I thought they looked good. I thought they I thought they worked too. I mean, I didn't really see a lot of stuff. There were a couple of times where it's like uh with the shrinking effect and a lot of times they they use some very clever cutaways to get away from having to actually sure. <laughs> animate that up. But I thought they did a pretty good job overall uh in the effect work. The bugs looked a little fakey, but sure. other than that, that really that's the thing is is the ants I think looked a little fake and I I think it's not necessarily that the CG is the problem. 
the problem is that you are making ants behave like yes. dogs, uh-huh. right? Yeah. It's like they need to make noise and they need to look cute and mm-hmm. they need to like kind of wag their abdomen. Yeah, yeah. What do you think of the ants? Um, it was pretty. Did you like weird. all the special effects? Yeah, it just. How do you think they got those people to shrink down so small? By taking them run on like the edit board stuff, um, and then when they put it in the s- scene stuff, they zoom it like yeah out by a lot or. Um, I think you can shrink it on the edit thing. Yeah, yeah. He knows it. He understands it. Doesn't know all the buttons. Mason's going to learn to edit here pretty soon. That's good. You ready for that? Yeah. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Um, What else? What else should we talk about? Was there an undertone of the Avengers theme throughout the uh, Ant-Man theme? The song? No, but they flip... They they introduce the light motif when uh-huh. you first see the Avengers yeah. thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it did have that little trumpety sure, bit in sure. there. Sure, It's like like Ant-Man theme, and then when the clouds part, mm-hmm. and you realize that it's that Avengers thing that we saw in uh, Age of Ultron. Right. Um, they uh, the light motif works mm-hmm. its way into the mm-hmm. into which the works. I, mean, oh, it, I thought it was I'm good. sure it's the same uh, composer. Uh, that has done the that has scored the others. I'll look here and see if I can find it. Also, like, um, in the beginning when um you saw the guy who owned Yellow Jacket, uh-huh. it wasn't that like fun because you knew he was gonna be the enemy, right? Uh-huh. Instead, of just like wow, he's gonna be the enemy. I didn't know that. Well, it was kind of interesting because you know at the beginning when Hank yeah. quits. It's well known that this is still S.H.I.E.L.D., right, mm-hmm. in that piece. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, if you've seen Winter Soldier and if you've seen, Agent, well, not Agent Carter, but if you've seen uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know HYDRA is kind of yeah, doing all this kind of, of stuff. Yeah, Shield. And so, um, but if you haven't been paying attention to that stuff, and that did kind of catch me when the, uh, the main guy from S.H.I.E.L.D. or whoever walks in, he's like, oh, yes, we're with HYDRA. Yeah. And it's like, you guys really telegraph that out loud and say, oh, yeah, we're, we're the Nazis. We're going to take over this organization. Well, they do because presumably the bad guy was about to kill everybody, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they were in a closed room with uh, nobody hearing it. So, yeah. Uh, I do like the precedent set with the uh, passing of the costume. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, since they, they set that Hank Pym was called Ant-Man, was the mm-hmm. original Ant-Man, that mm-hmm. he is passed on his costume. It's just... I like that they've set that up so as in future Marvel movies when the actors do end up retiring, it's not necessarily going to be, oh, let's reboot. It's, right. Let's actually continue this as a legacy mm-hmm. set. I, I did like that as well. Um, yeah, I thought that was really well done. I like that uh, Evangeline Lily uh, or Evangeline Lily. Evangeline. Evangeline Lily had the... Uh, the, the, Van, the Van Dyne the, haircut. The Van Dyne haircut. And I really liked at the very, very end when they reveal the wasp costume or the new wasp costume, how the costume is posed like you see wasp when she's standing there with the kind of little hands kind of out, yeah, to, the hands side, out to the side and the wings coming out Legs and everything. Together. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would have liked to have seen a more um, of the uh, pointy, pointy helmet. helmet on there, but I thought that was kind of nice. And it will be interesting to see if we do see a wasp in upcoming movies, which I think we will. 
Mason mm-hmm. thinks there's going to be another Ant-Man. You think there's going to be another Ant-Man movie? Well, yeah, because it ended just like Thor. Because in all this, because in the first Thor movie, it's just like Thor will return. Oh yeah, you're and right. And in Ant-Man, it's just like Ant-Man will return. That's true. They also do that at the end of James Bond movies. Yeah. At the end of James Bond movies, though, they tell you what the next movie's going to be called. <laughs> Not so here. I took it as he was going to come back in Civil War. Well, and they leave that. Yeah, they, they leave that. This, yeah, this is this is the closer of Phase Two of Marvel. This is the last film in the Phase Two release. Is it? Yeah, did it feel like a closing of the Phase Two at all? Mm, I guess. I, I, yes, it did, because Phase Two has been all about Phase Three. Yeah, that's that's what Phase Two does. The most yeah. egregious one being Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. But yes, this movie does feel like the edge of Phase Two because it spends um, it spends a at least a certain amount of time setting up what's going to come in the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, what I just thought up was. Since how in the Thor movie, it's just like Thor will return, Mm -hmm. there might be just um, a regular Ant-Man movie, just like Thor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But also in that Civil War one you're talking about, there might be that um, Wasp girl in it. Yeah, I think you're going to see a lot of of heroes in that, and we'll see Mm -hmm. probably Spider-Man and Black Panther. Is that poster I've seen running around for Civil War, the one with... uh, Iron Man and Cap grabbing Spidey's arm think, real? No, I don't think so. Because that, I mean, that is a fantastic poster if it is. Yeah, I think it's I think it's fake. Yeah, fan art is what it says. Oh. Sorry, Rob. Sorry. Yeah, with the arm. Pulling yeah, the arm. With, yeah, yeah, that's with both of them out. trying to pull in the opposite yeah, yeah. directions. Yep. Uh, uh, hasn't Ant-Man been announced as being in the uh, Civil War movie? If he hasn't, I think the end of this movie pretty much uh, telegraphed that. Because I thought they announced it's like a fair chunk of heroes. Yeah, how do you shoot an ant? Like with a gun? Yeah, how do you shoot an ant? That guy is a marksman. (laughs) He was obviously so mad. Well, he had to have been because he was just shooting a cloud of ants. He can't hold his temper. He can't hold his temper. That's true. He was kind of a moody guy. Because he's just like, because like he's just like, I don't care if I can shoot the ants or not. And he killed Anthony. Yeah. That was pretty sad, wasn't it? Yeah. His little wing floating down to the ground. The saddest death in saddest any Marvel death, movie. But also kind of a uh, little lesson for Scott Lang. Don't get too attached to these things, mm. as uh, Hank Pym told him. They're all numbers. Don't give them names. Well, maybe that's the... And from the audience perspective, of course, it gave the audience a little connection to, oh, sure. he killed an ant. Yep. Now, are you going to go step on an ant tomorrow, Mason? No. Why not? Because I can't. Might be Ant-Man, right? It can't. You don't think that happens? Well, I mean, it can, but it kind of... It won't happen. It won't happen. What do you It'd think? It'd be like all over the news and stuff if there is a real Ant Man. Or maybe it's all secret and they don't want you to know. Kind of like the when they fake the moon landing. Don't tell them that. 
<laughs> did they did they do any telegraphing or hinting at Giant Man? I think so with him. I, I was actually really expecting him to after because he's going into the sub or the the quantum realm mm-hmm. and he swaps out the uh, regulator with one of the ones that's supposed to make him grow right i was really expecting to like the next time he puts on the suit in the movie and goes to shrink instead becomes giant man mm-hmm. and just as like oh well that's nifty <laughs> yeah I, I would kind of expected more of hank to pick up on that and figure out a way to go big mm-hmm. um because if you watch the um Avengers stuff, like the cartoon kind. Oh, yeah? The Ant-Man can shrink and... Go to a giant size. Yeah. That's right. That's what he does in the comic books, too. Yeah. So you'd kind of expect that... Maybe not in the first movie, though, right? Yeah. Okay. Also, I'm surprised that that dumb guy was dumb enough to think that giant ant was a dog. (laughs) <laughs> that was a little ridiculous that's what we're looking dog. really that's a weird looking dog what would you do if you saw a giant ant like that coming at you would you run or would you like be ah eh, just a giant ant I hope it doesn't eat me eh, I saw ant man it doesn't really matter I'd run why because that ant might eat me I don't care you don't care if the ant eats me Man, some son I have. He won't eat your head off. He might. Yeah, he's got big his mandibles. Mouth is only like no, he was his head was this big. Yeah, I know. So that means his jaws are like as big as a plate. That could snap your right around your neck. Yeah, my neck. Oh, fat jokes, huh? <laughs> wow. I see how it run, how it yes. goes in this family. All right. Any uh, any final thoughts here on on this movie? Anything else you guys want to talk about? Hmm. Yeah, I. I mean, I thought it was. Uh, it was pretty decent. It was funny when it needed to be good action, and again, it approaches it as not a superhero movie until the end, which mm-hmm. is really where you need to be. Mm. Yellow Jacket's death was kind of gruesome. Yeah, yeah, it really was. Like really gruesome. <laughs> where suddenly the uh, everything started shrinking, and he. Well, I mean. Um, he deserves te- it. Well, yeah. Uh, they, you know, they telegraph it the first time that somebody disagreed with him. He comes in and just turns him into a pile of uh, goo, yeah. goo on the floor, and sure. it was like, holy crap! I thought that was maybe a little, a little too much. Wait, is it when um that when um he got shot? I thought like who got shot? Um. Hank, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Tim, mm-hmm. I was just like, wow, I didn't know main characters died in this movie. Well, he didn't die. That was good. Yeah. But sometimes... I was just like, hey, he might not die. Have you but, watched the um, Lord of the Rings yet? I don't think so. I watched both movies a long time ago. long time ago, yeah. I don't know if you remember Gandalf falling and everybody thought he was dead, too. Well, yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Sometimes for storytelling, you know, it is a primary character dying can have an important role in the motivation of other characters to move forward in doing things. So it can happen. Don't be surprised if it happens again, especially on your favorite podcast. I was just like, he's probably not going to die, but I'm surprised if he is. Okay. 
<laughs> go ahead. I was actually pleasantly surprised when they didn't kill him off right there. Like, I thought they were actually yeah. going to. Like, oh, but, like, a crank-heeled mentor for the heroes would be kind of fun. Yeah. I, I, uh, that Lego set really kind of Spoiled made, everything? No, it didn't. It oh, didn't okay. spoil anything at all, because in the set, there is a Hank Pym wearing an all-black suit, mm. and then there's Scott Lang wearing the suit Red that we see in the movie, and then there's Yellow Jacket, and it's called The Final Battle, and... I was kind of, to be honest, I was expecting Hank Pym to show up at the very end, even though he said he couldn't because his mind was all affected by the particles. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of expected him to show up at least one last time. When um, um, Ant-Man was stuck in, like, the um, other dimension, uh-huh. um, I thought, like, Hank Pym was just going to, like, jump into the dimension in Jeez. his suit and then, like... They just jump out there together and... I was worried that they were pulling a big Hero 6 the minute that they talked about she uh, shrank she down went, yeah, into yeah. the quantum universe. Her. And the minute that happened, I was like, oh, please don't let this turn into a big Hero 6 ending where miraculously he yanks her out of mm-hmm. the ether. And, or she yanks him out of yeah, the exactly. ether. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, That would have been really bad, wouldn't it? Or not? Uh, it wouldn't have been great. I mean, now you've established that... That it can be, be done. Mm-hmm. Honestly, what I was expecting was that Evangeline Lilly wasn't going to be the Wasp mm-hmm. and that we were actually going to get Janet Van Dyne coming back yeah. since we've established that you can come back right, right. from the quantum dimension. And, of course, because she's been in a quantum dimension, she has an age, has an right? Age. Well, so they did, cast a 20-year-old. He did to, lose to one her. of his uh, growths growth uh, discs. discs yeah one of them he pulled out two one of them floated away the other one he grabbed and put into oh, his there you go. so you know i don't know how quantum uh, mechanics work but you know if you're over the atlantic ocean and you're in san francisco i don't know how that works with space time it it works uh whatever benefits the plot I think. there you go tomato meter is giving this a 76 percent this is from the this uh does not include the audience ratings yet because the movie officially doesn't come out till friday 76% is fresh. Is that a good rating for this movie? It should be higher or lower? Higher. You think higher? How come? Um, It's just the movie took a lot of editing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it probably took a long time for people to think up the sheets and stuff mm-hmm. to make the funny parts and make it fit in the movie and stuff. Mm-hmm. The script, you mean? Yeah, yeah. so it must have taken like... So better than a C? As long as the Inside Out movie. Probably just as long, yeah. Higher or lower, Rodrigo? Uh, I think 70... What is it, 76? 76. Mm-hmm. 76 is an okay rating for it. I could see it going a little bit higher, but... It, um, yeah, that's it's, the, it's that's not the gonna critics be, rating. It's not going to be a transformative experience to watch Ant-Man. Ant-Man right. is a fun movie... But, you know, when you compare it to other Marvel movies, even other movies of the summer, it's not necessarily the most fun you're going to have in the theater. Mm-hmm. Rob? I don't think it deserves to be higher. Uh, of the movies I've watched this summer, this is the one that I've had the least negative to say about. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's not a perfect It's also movie. the one that you've wanted to see the most this summer, right? Eh. Because you've been, like, excited and talking about this for, like, months now. Yeah. Uh, it was 
was it the Super Bowl when we got the trailer with yeah. the uh, train? As soon as I saw that, I was like, <laughs> "All right, this is going to be fantastic." Yeah. Like, like that that one image alone sold me on wanting to see this. So yeah, I'd say it's one of the ones I'd wanted to see the most. But like, I, I'd say it's the one I've had. I, it's not necessarily the most fun I've had at the theaters, right? But I haven't had as much of a negative. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's less bad going on in this right. one, and that. I don't know. I think that deserves something for that. I, I, you know, this is definitely in my top two movies of the summer. I think Inside Out was still much, much better than this. I don't know if you guys have seen that one yet, but mm-hmm. yeah, um, I, I would certainly put that one higher than Ant Man. But really, all the rest of the movies. And Zach and I were talking about this. I think last last movie that we did on the Terminator one. Most movies we've seen this year, we've been highly disappointed in. Sure, Ant Man. I think changes that around. I think I think this movie is better than Age of Ultron. Oh, I definitely yeah. think this is better than Age of Ultron. Um, if there's an Ant Man two movie in it, I'd want like to find out the mom had um a baby boy, and then like the boy grew up, and then um and the Quantum World came out, and no, and then um the kid um Scott Lang passed mm-hmm. down the thing to oh, him, okay, or like. His maybe mom. his daughter could become the next. Yeah, Ant-Man. or maybe like they find out like, or he makes a suit for his mom, and then his mom passes down to yeah, girl. that could work. So let me ask you this: uh, Did you like this? You said you couldn't tell between this and Jurassic World. What about um, Age of Ultron? Did you like this movie better than the Avengers movie? Yeah. 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 That's. Hmm. Uh, audience says the 98% of the audiences at Rotten Tomatoes say they want to see this movie. Should they go see this movie? Yes. Sure. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. There you go. Definitely. All right, everybody. Thanks for uh, taking the time and listening to this extra special uh, Zach on film without Zach. Uh, he'll be back again. Don't worry. And we've got, I don't know what's coming up next. I know at some point, oh, I don't believe Zach and I both agreed to this. We are going to watch the Smosh movie. I want to watch it, too. You are not allowed to watch the Smosh movie. We're going to videotape it, and we are going to drink every time they do something stupid. Can I watch the video you're going to do when you videotape it? When you get a little bit older. Pooey. Pooey, indeed. That's that's exactly what I think this Smosh movie is going to be. A lot of pooey. So be looking for that sometime in the near future. Uh, on the Major Spoilers Podcast Network Master Feed. And thank you, everybody, for uh, downloading. And here's what we need you to do. Go over to the podcast posting page at Majorspoilers.com. Share your thoughts on Ant-Man. Do you agree with us? Do you not agree with us? Were there things that you would have liked to have seen different or things that you thought that uh, were better than what we thought they could be? Hey, Dad. Yes. I just thought of a deal we could do. No, we'll talk about it after we're done here. (laughs) All right, everybody. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you next time. 